Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Welcome on this first day of 2023 to Uncovering the Truth. And we are sponsored by Tunnel to Towers Foundation. I am, I was in 2022, and I am in 2023, Dr. Maria. And my partner sitting right next to me is the great Rudolph Giuliani. Well, aside from the great part, it's Rudy Giuliani, and I am honored to be uh, one more year with uh, Dr. Maria on Uncovering the Truth. Well, thank you very much. That's very kind of you. You know, as people enter the new year, they think about New Year's resolution, and probably the top one most people say is they want to get healthier. They want to lose weight. They want to go work out. And then Secondly, might be new career goals. But our own John Casmatidis, who's the owner of Red Apple Media in our radio station, was in the New York Post. And his New Year's resolution says, I lost 30 pounds in 2022, and I want to lose another 30 in 2023. Admirable goal. Mr. Castromastides, and I'll I'll work out with you. I'll I'll do it too. I love Curtis Lewa, as you know, the Guardian Angels founder. Made me laugh. He says it's time I forget the golden arches of Mickey D's and become a vegetarian for no. a better world and a better yeah, me. Yeah, okay, that'll end on January second when I I don't when am I back uh, next when I'm back next week. He'll be sitting there. He'll make it look like it's vegetables. <laughs> He'll cover up a big giant hamburger with lettuce, and he'll say, "See, I'm keeping my Curtis. I've known you too long." <laughs> meat, meat is not bad for you. Meat is protein. It's good, but Curtis the processed food, like you get at McDonald's or any of these fast foods, is all processed, and that is not good. Our bodies were not meant to handle those kind of you know, chemicals. I've, I've known Curtis for two thousand years when he was a kid. I mean, I, I'm I'm the one who got him out of the hospital when the police department. Police department used to hate Curtis because he showed him up in the in the 80s. I was a U.S. attorney. He was helping me uh, reduce crime, and he wasn't hurting anybody. And and, and like like uh, these silly people do now, they just ca- came to conclusions. Oh, the kids were bad kids. Nonsense. He was actually helping these kids. But Curtis is he is a character. He's fabulous. We love Curtis. He right? is so witty and funny. I I just love it. So I hope all of your New Year's resolutions come true. I personally not only want to work on my health, I want to get involved more to help my country. I have offered myself numerous times in numerous ways to the Biden administration. I think I could fix the border. They don't want my opinion, though. They don't want my help. Fix the border. Are you going to let more people in? No, no. I'm going to put a moratorium on the border. Oh, you'll last a long. You'll last half a day. Yeah, so we can reassess who's come in the country. I can uh, procure and look at redeploying some judges to get the hearings done. And if they don't fit asylum, we deport. Yes, dear. Welcome to 2023. And I think none of that is going to happen. More sanctions, big sanctions on China 
and Mexico, which would really hurt Mexico because of the fentanyl, the pushing of fentanyl in our country and the poisoning of our young people. Yeah, it could be. It could be. I, 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 um, in, in, in deciding with Dr. Maria, the top stories for, uh, for 2022, we, we went back and forth quite a bit about the border or censorship, border censorship and the border part, uh, really because of the uh, unprecedented number of people that are being slaughtered by fentanyl. I've been involved in drug enforcement, um, I don't know, since before there were drugs, I think. And um, I've never seen this. And, and this is now a national security issue because China is both getting wealthy from fentanyl and China is slowly but very surely eliminating our ability to defend ourselves by taking out a lot of our young men uh, in many ways, fentanyl being, being one of them. Uh, a, a, the president of the United States who allows this is either an unwitting traitor or a witting traitor. Yeah, I, I don't get it. People always say to me, oh, Maria, don't you know they want the vote? So if if these uh, illegals coming in say Biden let me in, they'll vote Democrat. Well, until they start working here and they realize their taxes are really high, then they won't want to hopefully work vote Democrat or the city they go into as high crime because of Democrat soft on crime policies. Well, yeah, I mean, you can vote now if the Democrats had their way, like in New York, non-citizens can vote. So anybody in the world basically can vote for the American president. So the Chinese could just all vote for, uh, you know, uh, the communist candidate for president, who will probably be the next nominee of the Democrat Party. And uh, and then we're gone. We're gone. You know, they want to give our country away. I say this every time we talk on radio, and there's a number of podcasts um, Rudy had me on about the border because I am an expert in certain things. So please go to RudyGiulianiCS.com and look look at all the podcasts. But if you want to know more about the border, there's so much sequelae to what's happening Ooh, and bad sequelae. Sequelae. Yes. Could you tell us what sequelae means? Like consequences. I know. I like it. Keep yeah, using yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I think it's good to It's a, one my of my medical terms. I know. This is, my mother would love you because she always loved improving vocabulary. She was an English teacher, and she always loved improving vocabulary. A new, a new word a day. And today, oh, oh I, we got I would to, love I'm that. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Today we have, I think, one of the best investigative reporters, one of the best journalists in the whole world. He's going to be on for about five or ten minutes, and he's going to talk about the rookie police officer who was attacked in Times Square. It may be an act of terrorism. David Webb, our great friend David Webb. He has his own radio show on Sirius XM, the Patriot Channel. He's also a Fox contributor and really excited. After our break, David will be coming Every time he's on Fox, I stay on. Yeah, me too. That's so funny. The other morning I woke up, I was half asleep. He was on one of these early things. I don't know what he, he must. He probably couldn't sleep. He was talking. I even know what he was saying. I, I wake up. I look at him. I'm half asleep. I said, "That's right, David." <laughs> I don't even know what he said. I talked to the TV too. <laughs> so last night, big night. However, you celebrate the new year coming in. We happened to, with my family, Rudy's family, friends, we went to Mar Largo. And if you don't know what that is, it's the homestead of our former president, President Forty Five, Donald Trump. 
and it's a very elegant place. He actually built this addition for his wedding to Melania, the reception. In where his, we had the, uh, yeah, yes, where we had yes, the, yes, the yes, party yes. last night. He it's did. about seven, 800 people. It's big, great musical entertainment. And the best, and the best host you're going to get anywhere. And he's been that way for 20, I mean, since I know Donald Trump and since I've been going to big events that he has, like I, I always went to his Easter luncheon, he goes around and talks to everybody. I don't care when he was a president, when he wasn't a president. This idea that he doesn't – the guy loves people. He loves people of all all races. I mean, he is a little bit – you know, he has secret service, so he can't really go to Not as bad every table – but one table he goes to, and that's the one where Rudy Giuliani sits. So we didn't know. All of a sudden, you know, everybody's dancing, everybody's talking, and I didn't know the former president went up on stage. And, Diego, let's listen to what the president said. Oh, it's going to embarrass me. Greatest mayor in the history of New York City. His name is Rudy Giuliani. Amen. Wherever Rudy Giuliani goes, people scream at him, please be our mayor again. And and, And I'm confident those are Democrats, too, who want Rudy to be mayor of New York City again. But it was very nice of President Trump. He considers you a great friend. And um, people were excited you were there as the long lines of people wanting their picture with the guy with the dimples. Oh, me. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was a very, very nice thing. And the thing about about the president is uh, he's a man of tradition. This is a tradition he's had way before he was president, a a New Year's celebration, a Super Bowl party when he doesn't go when the Giants are in it. Uh, an Easter luncheon, I think maybe the best, his Easter luncheon. Uh, these are things you look forward to because they're so well done. The people there are, you know, wonder, wonderful, wonderful people. We've, we've, um, uh, you know, we, we've met just about everybody you, you and I would like to meet. And we're going to uh, talk about two things when we come back. Oh, no, not break not, time not, yet. Not, not yet. We got a few minutes, and I was just enjoying, I was just fixing your collar. I wasn't telling you to stop. I thought you were taking it as a signal to, we've got to go to break. I thought I was getting the signal. <laughs> yeah, your collar was hey, up, hey, that's R- all. Rudy, I was get relevant now. <laughs> well, I do want to say, as all of us have been fixated on the Idaho murder murders for young people were stabbed to death in a vicious way. Well, they had some DNA from a place they're not quite telling us. They're keeping that close to heart. But it came back to a criminology student, Brian Koberger, described as awkward, a creep, allegedly um, very, very shy, very awkward growing up, heavy, and when he came back in his senior year of high school, he was 80 pounds less, and people, the students, thought it was a new student. What they didn't know is he had a, a severe heroin addiction. He went on to go to college um, and is in a Ph.D. program right now. And his fellow students were saying when they were talking about this case that he was deadpan. He didn't yeah, we participate. Don't yet, we right? don't uh, have a lot of details. Except the fact that it details. was him and a few details about how strange he was. And I would like to say the names of the victims. Um, We had, 
let's, I don't want to get anybody's name wrong. Um, and I'm going to come back to you with that in a minute. I just had them here. Oh, here we go. So we have Kaylee Goncalves, 21, Madison Mogan, 21, oh. Zana Knugel, 20, and Ethan Chapin, 20. They look like three, four sisters, don't they? Oh, they, they, they look did. so much alike. They look alike. Now, I want to say something because I am very much into trying to help missing persons, and I put things out on social media. I'm not the best social media person, but I always want to help. And there is criticism that black and brown people don't get enough attention when they go missing. I have to tell you, both Mayor Giuliani on his daily show and I talk about the murders in Chicago, which are primarily black people. And I just thought of this the other day. Why doesn't this get more traction? The the numbers are out, but I want to know faces of those innocent people. I want to know names. I actually think like Mayor Lightfoot of Chicago, and the Democrats don't want us to know that. Here you get criticized black and brown people aren't in the, when they're they're killed or missing, aren't in the media. But I don't think they want the nation knowing every Monday, or seeing those young faces, Every Monday when I can get it, or Tuesday if I have to wait, I put out the people and their names and what happened, and I, I, I do it. Um, really, it's just like the vain hope that I'm going to light a fire somewhere in Chicago uh, I I really I really respected tremendously Richard Daly, and I did a lot of good things with him when he was mayor, including he borrowed our emergency management center, and has a good one. I never understood why they didn't crack down on murder. Way back then, this is fifty years of Democratic rule, and every weekend it's are there ten murders? Are there five? Are there fifteen? Are there twenty? Are there twenty-five? Are there thirty shootings? Thirty-five shootings? Almost invariably, eighty percent. Uh, black, and disproportionately young people. Dispropor- I don't have the exact percentage, but if it's 60%, 70% young people, I wouldn't be surprised. You know, it seems to be the irony, too. Should be dealt with, Dr. Yeah, Maria. Should I be agree. dealt with as a humanitarian matter. It should be dealt with. Amen, and it seems like when you do get some information, it's that kid who's living in a rough area, but he's doing well. He's doing well in school, and his life was snuffed out. Or a young teenage girl who's doing well in school. It always seems like here are these people, you know, right? Children are our future. And here's these bright young people, and they happen to be in these neighborhoods, gun, you know, guns, and nobody respects life. And it's such tragic. Finally, a pastor is speaking out, and it's good that he is black. I hate to say that, but he is saying this has got to stop. And Mayor Lightfoot, stop putting your head in the sand. Yeah, I really, I really think, I wish, uh, this is, of course, pie in the, I wish they would call me there for two or three days of a consultation. Let me look at their CompStat program. Let me look at their weekend statistics. I think I could probably give them a, 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 a quick program to get impact on it. They want to spend a little more time. This is a terrible thing to say. I feel terrible saying it. I could stop it. I could stop it. I, I did. This isn't coming from some jackass, you know, off in the – I did it. You did it, but you also not just have prosecutors and police I did it. who could do their job. I did it job. in Asia. I did it in the Middle East. I did it in South America. So now we're going to take a short break, and uh, when we come back, well, the next segment, we're going to have J- David, David Webb. Webb. Stay with oh. us. 
Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hoaxes and other fake news stories. This is Uncovering the Truth with Rudy Giuliani and Dr. Maria. Guarding against misinformation. Fake news. And it doesn't seem to be making a difference. Using common sense thinking with New York Street Smarts. Now with Dr. Maria, here's Rudy Giuliani. Welcome back to Uncovering the Truth. This is Dr. Maria along with Rudy Giuliani. And we are sponsored by the Tunnel to Towers Foundation t2t.org. Well, happy new year, my friends. I am excited. We've gone through a lot in the last two years. A lot of us are suffering from anxiety because of the way our country has gone downhill, the way that COVID and the pandemic was treated, um, and the lockdowns and the way you were villainized if you didn't get vaccinated. And now we know so much about the COVID-19 mRNA therapy. It's not effective. It's not going to prevent you from getting COVID. It doesn't prevent you from spreading it. And so we know so much more, but yet that information is still hidden. Because we're still suffering from censorship, despite the great efforts of of Musk and others, uh, besides the great efforts of you, and me and people like David, who we're going to have on soon, and 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 dozens of others who are journal, who are real journalists, and are paying a price for going around the, going around the iron curtain of censorship. But we've got to get these stories out. We've got to get these stories out to you. You've got to hear them. You've got to know about them. You've got to know what's really, really going on. And it it's uh, it's just hidden from you. you t- take that whole January sixth hearing. All they presented was a lying version of their side of the story. The, the parts that I know directly, that I know of my own personal knowledge, every single one was entirely false. I don't mean like a little make-believe, a little made-up, a little like the woman who says she talked to me the night of January 5th, and I asked her to come on January 6th, and it was going to be like crazy and, and whatever, suggesting I knew there'd be a... First of all, I didn't walk out of the White House with it. Number two, I hardly remember her. Number three, I couldn't possibly have asked her to come with me on January sixth, on January fifth, because I wasn't going on January fifth. I got called in the morning to go. It was an, back again. And that on was again. not to the Capitol. You were called to yeah, go to I the was, eclipse. Yeah, and I never knew we were going to the Capitol until the president said it. So everything she said is a complete, absolute lie. The only thing I can say about it is she's very comfortable there because every single member of that committee is a pathological, anti-American liar. Well, the back Proven. story I heard, and I don't remember this woman's name, is because I never saw her face in the White House, but I didn't go as often as you did. But um, apparently she was calling around looking for help with legal fees, and when Republicans didn't help her, she turned on them. Yeah, she got rid of her lawyer, uh, Stefan Passantino. Also, also, how about this one? I don't even have to call him. I, would, I wouldn't dignify this with calling him because I know the man too well. Mark Meadows is burning papers in burning. I want you to sit back for one second and think about that. <laughs> burning papers in the White. You know how fast the Secret Service would be on top of you. You started burning in the White House. The minute th- I think some kind of an alarm would go off with smoke, that would lock the place up if you were burning papers in the White House. Hey, come up with a better lie, huh? I don't know why. And these guys are like really stupid liars. Like when they, when they, when they. Uh, they, they, they've got some Oriental guy that I supposedly got $10 million from. What? Oh, this, oh this my goes God. back years ago. 
You're the most lied about guy. Oh, but they have no idea. I probably caused my own trouble. They call me up and they say they're investigating me for this. And I said, hey, if you find it, I'll give you 10%. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, I don't find steal. the money I took. I don't steal. I don't cheat. I'm sorry. I'm a square. Well, let's take a caller. Uh, let's go to Robert. Good morning. Good Hi, morning, Robert. Robert. Happy, Happy New Year. Year. <laughs> Happy New him. Year. And I wish I had a happier phone call to you. Well, well tell I'm us about it. Just, Quickly, because we don't, ha- we don't I'm have very a long time. To, Yes, I'm very honored to speak with you, Mr. Giuliani. Well, thank you, sir. George Santos may not be a U.S. citizen. Where's he from? So what are you based that on, Robert? Okay. Ever since the story broke from the New York Times a week ago, I've been trying, I've been scouring the web to get biographical information on him. And web pages which may have led to the truth with links to other web pages, they've been taken down. You know, that is a frustrating thing as a radio host Mm. when I'm trying to search things that I've read before, but people can scrub the Internet. I no longer use Google because I can't find a lot of articles that way. Um, I use DuckDuckGo as my search engine, but there's other ones out there. But, yes, I I feel bad you tried to look at something. you You think you should be thrown out? This is a constitutional crisis if he's not a... U.S. citizen, if he's a foreign national. No, no, no. Let's, a- let, let's forget that for a moment. Let's say he is. Do you, you think on the basis of the rest he should be thrown out? Of on the basis of what? Well, uh, of the line. Of what? He, he fudged his resume. Oh, that's that's minor. Okay. All right. I, that's I, I, really, well, that's an issue uh, for ethics. That's an issue for ethics after he's seated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, he's like a small-time Biden. I mean, Biden, Mr. Giuliani. Biden lied about everything and uh, and continues to. Or how about how about Blumenthal in uh, in um, Connecticut? Connecticut, who lied about being in action. How could stolen how, what, what valor? Could more despicable than that, and that creepy liar. Well, this is what's killing me, Rudy, about people calling for this guy Santos, who I I actually don't know a lot about I don't know him, him either. But because um, he he lied, which is wrong. I'm not saying anything like that it is wrong to lie and you should never lie especially when you're running for office and um but we have a president who lies every other day we have blumenthal who's stolen valor said he served in vietnam i mean the list goes on we have pocahontas in massachusetts trying to claim indian heritage to get scholarships we'll be back and we'll be back with the incomparable David Webb. (laughs) Talk Radio 77 WABC. This is Uncovering the Truth with Rudy Giuliani and Dr. Maria. Guarding against misinformation. Fake news. And it doesn't seem to be making a difference. Now, with Dr. Maria, here's Rudy Giuliani. (laughs) This is Rudy Giuliani back with uh, Tunnel to Towers Uncovering the Truth with Dr. Maria. And Dr. Maria and I are very honored to have a special guest, David Webb. And David, David, uh, David's going to take us through this terrible, terrible story in Times Square, uh, which is a heck of a way to start the year. But Maria, I'll give you David. David, welcome to Uncovering the Truth. 
I know. This is nice. We're uncovering the truth in the new year. In the new year. And I've been on your show, Sirius XM, Patriot Channel 125, I believe. There you go. And is that Monday through Friday? Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to noon. Excellent. It's a wonderful show. You know what I like about your show, too, David? It's very thought-provoking. Like, you want facts, and I love that. Truth is the authority. Absolutely. Now, what's going on? What happened in Times Square? Well, I mean, the story's still developing. And right now, about an hour ago, the New York Post reported on Trevor Bickford. Uh, this is the assailant, the perpetrator, who is an alleged Islamic extremist. He was on ah. the FBI radar. And according to my sources and checking in on the officer, one, the rookie, I mean, all of them, but especially, you know, the young cop who was just out of the academy, Mm. just on assignment. I mean, just devastating to see this happen. And, And, you know, among the many questions we should have about Trevor Bickford, about all these other things, these issues, how they radicalize. Uh, an important one is what does this mean? And Rudy, you and I were talking about this prior to the show. What does this have an effect on rookies that have just come out? We're looking at New York City that's losing police officers, retirees, early retirement. You've got these anti-cop policies of recruitment former down. De Blasio, now Hochul, Governor Hochul, and also with the current uh, mayor, Eric Adams. And when you look at it, what effect does this have on public safety not just on the police officers, but how they go. Yep. It, it, David makes a, an unbelievably important point. I mean, there's nothing, there is nothing more, uh, I would say, uh, devastating to a young police officer than to have to face this kind of a situation right away. And it won't affect all of them, but it'll, it'll, it'll affect some of them. It'll even affect their attitude. Who, who knows? Some of them may become more aggressive, some of them more defensive. It's a terrible thing to have happen. You know, Rudy, and you know this better than I do, the field training officers that are out there when young officers take to the streets, I mean, this is an important part of their development to become elect, uh, effective police officers. What about those guys? They now have to talk to their charges, right, those rookies, and they have to make sure that they stay on track. Like you said, you don't want a police officer going the wrong way. You don't want fear. You don't want anger. You want a police officer to be governed by the law and the job that they have to do every day. Absolutely right. You need you need a police officer to stay focused. And, you know, to have it happen in Times Square magnifies it. Uh, Times Square is sort of the center of the world. Anything that happens there is ten times more impact. This will have an effect on the feelings about New York, too, about what New York is like. So, David, I'm glad you provided that information about the perpetrator because I wasn't sure why it was on the news as a potential act of terrorism. How many police officers were stabbed? So there were three officers. Uh, there were slashes. Uh, one officer, again, the, the young rookie, uh, had... Uh, 20 stitches, uh, 10 internal stitches, uh, 10 exterior. He is, he is back home. He was discharged and, uh, and got home, uh, early morning this morning. And I, I've been in contact with some of the people there and some of my sources. But I mean, this is just tragic. And to Rudy's point about Times Square on New Year's Eve in Times Square, the world is watching. So this news is being watched around the world. Rudy, I remember Times Square before you came in and cleaned it up. 
the the prostitution, the drugs, the crime that went on there. It became a place for the world to visit safely. I've been there for many New Year's Eves in the past, and now to have this happen really magnifies it. And I think the psychological effect is also on visitors. How do people feel safe coming into New York? Yeah, there's no question about it. I mean, this this becomes a headline story everywhere, obviously because it's a police officer, a young police officer, but also because it's Times Square. And it'll have a big impact on a terribly difficult you know, season. You know, right now people coming there for the holidays. But it's also a sign of how out of control things are. I mean, this could have happened, as David knows better than anywhere, anywhere else. Yeah. I mean, we've got uh, crime rates outside New York are higher than New York. Uh, this could happen in Philadelphia. It could happen in St. Louis. It could happen in Los Angeles. It could... We have a crime epidemic going on. Since we have no leadership in the White House, no one makes that point. And we have an attorney general that wants to go after parents who were worried about having their children mutilated instead of worried about a crime epidemic where cities are setting records for murder and the White House doesn't care less. The other thing is, uh, and something else that I think about, and I'll mention an organization uh, founded by uh, Randy Sutton. They're based out of Las Vegas, Wounded Blue. And they deal with police officers who've been traumatized on the job, beaten, attacked, assaulted. And for anyone out there, you know, there are a lot of these organizations in they really need the support because, you know, whether a cop is, is attacked, beaten, this is trauma. It's different in some ways than a, than a soldier, for instance, downrange. But trauma is trauma. And that's an, and for the doctor here, that's I think that's an important part of this discussion. Yeah, it is. And I, when you were speaking, it made me think of emergency department nurses. They're on the front line, and they often get assaulted in very vicious ways, not only verbally, but physically. So you, when you were talking about this happening in Times Square and that it could be an act of terrorism by an Islamic radical person, it makes me think of, all right, we have soft on crime policies in our major cities. We have, and it seems like Democrats in those cities who don't seem to care about the victims and we have an open border where over 90 known terrorists thankfully have been stopped. But what about the ones who have not? It's like all these things are going to come to a head at some point. Are you worried about that? Well, I'm worried about that. I'm worried about copycat, repeat. You know, Rudy, we saw this uh, slashing attacks, knife attacks, uh, targets of opportunity by people radicalized in any way. I mean, let's not forget, uh, for example, and tragically, Wen Jin Liu and Rafael Ramos, oh. who were both shot and killed. And uh, Rudy, you and I were there when yes. those families uh, were presented with their homes, thanks to Tunnel of Towers, by the way. Oh. And I remember the pain in seeing this. We all felt it sitting there. Uh, you were up there with the families. I mean, this goes on because... An attack like this, whether death or not, can have a light, a long-lasting effect on someone's life. Well, there's no question about it. I, I see Mr. Lou, you know, maybe three, four times a year, and every time I do, we just cry together. We just cry together. And uh, the reality is, the reality is that um, we've got to get control over this. And if we don't, 
I don't know what's going to happen. I think I think we're on our way to uh, uh, chaos, which is what they which is what they want. So who do we have as a call in? Maybe they'll have a maybe they'll have a question for for David as well. We're very lucky to have him, so let's take advantage of him. I don't know if all of you know David. You see him on Fox. You hear his show. What what do you, what do you Ralph. Ralph. Hey Ralph. Yeah. Uh, hello, hello, Rudy and Maria. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Uh, okay, I want to talk all about this uh, play coming out of China and how Joseph Biden is, in my opinion, inadequate in handling uh, this this whole thing. There's a lot of loopholes involved in this. Uh, the first question I want to ask to you, Rudy, and and to Maria too. Why does Title 42 applies with the situation in China, number one? And can we really trust, you know, the, the uh, Chai Kong uh, with the testing if the vaccine doesn't even work? Can, can we really trust them, uh, Rudy? Well, you know, it's a little bit complex. And I, this is David. Uh, good to hear from you on this. Uh, with Title 42, the one thing I'll say, and I, I remind people of this on my show all the time, is that it's a Band-Aid on a gaping wound. And while they've got us talking about Title 42, the fact is what's really needed is a combination of physical barrier, technology barriers. We need to fix other aspects of a workforce, pro, uh, a work visa program and more. As far as taking on China, it's difficult to apply Title 42 because how does it work with someone coming in? It's not the same. That's international transport. But the Biden administration is now talking about instituting uh, further vaccine requirements for people traveling into America, which is ridiculous. We need to deal with China. We need to be uh, practical. We can't do what Italy did in the early days of COVID, which was let the, the constant flights uh, happen between China and Italy. And you saw the spread of COVID there. Uh, but it's a combination of policies. It's never one thing. You need to do a number of things. This administration is just unwilling to do the the interlocking policies and procedures. I like what President Trump did. He, he first dealt with the flights. They looked at the multiple aspects of how people were coming into the country, real transmission spread, and how it happens. Well, I mean, that's absolutely right. Uh, it needs a it needs a multifaceted policy, and here's the tragedy: it was in place. So you you want to look at Trump's best numbers, five hundred thousand. You want to look at Biden's best numbers, one point seven million. You want to look at Trump's worst numbers, eight hundred thousand. You want to look at Biden's worst, two point seven million. That's 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 orders of magnitude, where we're being invaded. Let's put it simply: we're being invaded it's by an people we don't know. And I want to say this as always, we love immigrants. That's not the issue. There's a way to come into our country. It should be lawful, and it should be through a process, a comprehensive process. The way it's happening now is an invasion. We don't know who's coming in, where they are. There's a lot of shenanigans going on with sex trafficking, human trafficking, fentanyl being pushed crime the cartels yeah, it's a, run it's a multi, our border and i'm resentful over that multi-pronged problem you know there's a number i want to put on the table and it's a percentage 90 percent of the border agents that should be at work 
are not at the border. They're in processing centers. How do you protect any force? Can you imagine if 90% of the police officers on the street in America, regardless of the size, were in the precinct instead of out on the streets? Yeah, the criminals take over. Let's go to jo- let's go to Joseph. Is that you? Uh, yes, it's the Joseph you're, th- you're thinking about. Yeah. Okay, exactly. Joseph. So you got a, you got a, you got a good question for for David and us. Well, uh, it's more of a statement than a question, but uh, you know, I welcome quick, the quick. input. Uh, so, with regard to uh, you know the crime elevated, violent crime on the streets, you know I think one of the biggest reasons why police resources are so sparse in some cities or in some cases in dealing with actual crime is because so much of our police resources and law enforcement agency resources are being devoted to politicization and targeting people for political reasons as opposed to forensic reasons. For example, uh, you might have read the report that over the course of the last 12 years or so, the NYPD spent $3 billion with a B dollars on surveillance and they did not give very meticulous details on surveillance and i suspect much of that surveillance quote unquote was of people of political you know uh, political persuasion uh that you know again people in uh, political power don't happen to like like if Merrick garland thinks that parents who pay their taxes to send their children to schools to be brainwashed with crt or domestic terrorists yeah it's <laughs> You know how how much of that is being how much of that is being diverted away from actual crime, I Joseph. I think I think I think you're hitting on one of the things happening in our age in our time that is a disgrace to America, and will be in future histories of America considered like uh, the incarceration of the Japanese during the Second World War. I'm referring specifically to the January 6th people who've been held there forever, but I'm talking about the whole group of things. Uh, personally to me, going and taking my iCloud account for three years, and the date that they took it was the day I began representing Donald Trump as a lawyer. It violates my Fourth Amendment rights. It violates his Sixth Amendment right to counsel, and they don't even give a damn. They don't. And they do it all the time. We, we talk all about that this is our last generation that's known freedom, right? We grew up in this idyllic co- country, right? We would help other countries. If you worked hard, you would get that brass ring. And the freedom, we, were, we are a republic. That's what I keep trying to say. Democrats keep trying to put the, push this democracy. We're a constitutional republic, and that's a big distinction that way mob cannot rule if if the democrats are in power they shouldn't be able to take our property if you're not a democrat and that's what a democracy does who's ever in majority gets to do whatever they want and we are a constitutional republic and these young people are not learning our history in school there's no nationalism they don't take pride i still cry or are on the verge of tears during the star spangled banner they don't even feel it but it's more than the song and to the point it's the feeling Here's an important part, though, because I believe in acta non verba, actions, not words. Mm. And we talk about it a lot, but I remind people that, you know, to your point about a constitutional republic, we don't surrender our rights. We delegate the authority to those we elect and put in office. 
And one of the fixes, the part of and a key part of this is what we have in our constitution and our process. Start by changing the people. You keep you know, we we've abrogated our responsibility as citizens and when somebody's elected we say, Okay, go and do the job. It's not done there. And start low and work your way up. City council, committee man, committee member. Don't just talk about the issue. Act on it. Go and find new people and put them in. And while you're doing that, fight with lawfare. Lawfare is how you're going to stop them in the near term or fight them and expose them. And, and while you're doing that, spend the time because what Democrats and actually let's go. The entire left has done effectively for the last probably more 50 years, 40 to 50 years, is they have effectively used lawfare against us. They've changed processes. They've changed yes. legislative processes. Nancy Pelosi has changed. They say she's the greatest speaker. She changed processes, so only she and some committee chairs decide what goes but to the floor. But both sides use it. When the, in 1975, and anyone can look this up, changes were made in the House and the U.S. Senate that moved the power, in that instance, into the Speaker's office and the Majority Leader's office. Regular order. Everyone should look it up. Bring back the process where committees are in charge of legislation and individual parts of bills. And that's what Republicans are just as guilty Uh, of not changing the rules. Half this country, though, does not trust the FBI, does not trust politicians. And some people are not voting now because they do not believe our elections have integrity you know, because they tried to bury what you know, happened what, in not, 2020. And I'll tell you what, and I, I, I get a little mad at even my own audience on this. All right, enough. Okay, I, I, I'm pissed off. It works against me. It's not fair. There's fraud. There's perversion of our system. There's all these different things. You know what? If you sit at home, and it's not the if you don't vote, you can't complain. The fact is the value of your vote is key. I agree. If you have enough to win a majority or come close, you have enough to change that official who doesn't do the job or to go back and grow more to change it. The value of your vote, no matter where you live in America, is something we need to focus on. That's a civic responsibility. And as a group, build coalitions to do that. I think this is one of the main issues for this year going into 2024. This is uh, 2023 is the waiting room for 2024. (laughs) And we'll be back in a few minutes with our uh, concluding thoughts, comments, and uh, a few things about predictions for the new year. David, thank you. We'll be listening tomorrow. Talk Radio 77 WABC. This is Uncovering the Truth with Rudy Giuliani and Dr. Maria. Guarding against misinformation. Fake news. And it doesn't seem to be making a difference. Now, with Dr. Maria, here's Rudy Giuliani. This is Rudy Giuliani, and uh, you are back on Uncovering the Truth, brought to you by Tunnels and Towers, T2T.org. Make your $11 a month contribution right now. And you will be taking care of our men and women in uniform who die in the line of duty or who are catastrophically injured. No one does a better job than T2T.org. No one. You are helping yourself when the, you do that. Those smart homes are, are crazy, they too. They make you cry when you see the what, what, it does, what it does for the people. Oh my Yeah, because it gives them independence, right? We all have this sense of purpose and independence and the fact that people in a wheelchair can pull down the stove so they can cook. It's a wonderful thing. Well, I, 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 have, to, I yes. have to say, I would like uh, everyone 
over the next week, if you don't mind, go through <laughs> our list. Go through our list of the five top stories uh, that that uh, Dr. Maria and I work so hard putting together on uh, RudyGiulianiCS.com. E- each one has about a ten-minute treatment, uh, and in order uh, uh, from you know. And these are not. These are the top five really important issues that were censored in some way or didn't get enough attention because they didn't want you to know about it. So basically they are the war that the Biden administration and the bureaucrats and the government and the teachers are conducting on parents. It is an out-and-out war. And really the answer is who controls the minor child, the state or the parent? Sound Marxist? It is Marxist. The second story uh, that we cover is the one that nobody wants to talk about, and that is Biden is now gonzo. You know what gonzo means? It means his mind doesn't work. It is outrageous that we have a president of the United States who's not fit mentally to carry out the duties of president. When, when, you, think, when you think that you're in uh, uh, Colombia and you're actually in Cambodia and you're our president at an important meeting, Time to take you out on the 25th Amendment. Yeah, and there's so many examples about that. And we should use that. That's what the 25th Amendment is for. I know people don't want Kamala Harris. But if we start saying, oh, geez, this might happen and that might happen, and we don't do our civic duty or what you were elected to do, and that's protect our nation. And every day he does one of those, you know, he he, he didn't, he, he didn't, uh, He's talking to his his uncle and his father like 10 years after they died, going through an elaborate story. Uh, The more that that happens, the more America gets diminished. Of course, we we go to crime and uh, the Soros, uh, in some ways, the Soros created crime epidemic. Soros is the leading contributor to the Democratic Party, to Antifa, to Black Lives Matter, and to the district attorneys, the 40 or 50, who put criminals in the streets to rob you, rape you, and kill you. We go to the border also. Yeah. The border is an invasion, right? It's a terrible no, invasion with well a lot of bad things. And um, look at CNN, MSNBC are not covering it. They, they say half, right? I know their ratings are in the toilet. But there's a segment of Americans who do not know what's going on. If they get their news primarily from CNN, MSNBC, they're up. Yeah, and the phony $1.7 trillion bill, which was an outrage that McConnell supported, who used to be a Republican, money is being provided for a wall. Isn't that great? Money for a wall. Could you believe that? Except the wall is in Egypt. The wall is in Jordan. Absolutely. People don't know it. Texas. What are they, crazy? And then, of course, censorship. Yeah, censorship. It takes away from us. It takes everything away. It's our last right. You know, the last right you have is the right of free speech. With that bill that was shoved through over 4,000 pages, there's tax hikes in there for companies. There's $3.5 million for Michelle Obama trail in Georgia. I mean, there's so much pork in there. If, if people were in the know... And they care as Americans. This is going to create inflation. This is sending the wrong signal because it's all pet projects. They should have been off the hook calling their legislative body. They should have. But, I mean, it's all a combination of what David was talking about before, about not having regular order. uh, The Congress has no rules. 
A Congress with no rules is not Congress in a constitutional republic. How, how could they vote for something they hadn't read? <laughs> I mean, they were. I not, couldn't do it. 4,500 pages. Uh, the honest ones told you I couldn't read it. God bless Rand Paul. I'm telling you, and, this and guy is, is, is really a person that's looking out for you and me. Yeah, I mean, how do you. Uh, how, there's stuff in there that totally, totally insane, insane stuff. I mean, Nancy Pelosi exhibits. We're paying for Nancy Pelosi exhibits. Are you out of your mind? Walls in foreign countries, but not in America. Gender ideology in like Africa. I don't know. Oh, yeah, all sorts of money for for getting uh, young people to have their bodies mutilated without the consent of their parents. It's that, a that, shameful that, that, thing. Okay, everybody go crazy now for my comparison. That reminds <laughs> me of Nazi Germany. Oh, I'm with you. Taking people's take, taking people's genitals off at at a young age. No, it, it's, it's when they change when young people change their minds all the time. What do you know about young people? Most important thing you know is they change their minds all of the time. Of course they do. Didn't you? I did too. And when they're in puberty, their hormones are raging. They don't know. They're very impressionable. But let's end the, our show on a good no, no, note. One, can I just oh, yes. do one, one thing? It's really been you hidden. You can do one thing. You know who's making a fortune? Who? Encouraging a change of gender and shopping general. I, I do know. Merrick Garland's son-in-law son making millions. You think you think he's doing this torture parents for nothing, Merrick Garland? Merrick Garland's a money man. His son is the head of a company that is making millions. With Democrats nowadays at the upper echelon, you can be sure of one thing. Follow the crooked money. Yeah, you know, we could go on and on. We've got do, a heck of a year ahead. I do want to thank our wonderful audience on, on Uncovering the Truth, uh, the Mayor Giuliani Show during the week, our podcast, the people who uh, watch our podcast, and the people who are tuning into our live stream every night, Monday through Friday. Um, Rudy Giuliani is live streaming at 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. It's on Twitter. It's on Facebook. It's on one more. I forget which was the other one. Oh, Instagram. Inst uh, YouTube. But oh, we're going to expand that. And can I tell you, he gets more people watching than some news programs. CNN, MSNBC, some on Newsmax. Um, uh, up to 100,000 people are tuning in to listen to the mayor. And probably the one of, <laughs> I, I love all of your shows, but I was really into the one you had with Christina Bob the other night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Christina that, Marine. That was fabulous. Uh, yeah, she's, she's fabulous, and she really knows what she's talking about. And I, I really loved that show with David today. Yeah, D <laughs> David's a gem. I'm telling you, you got to watch he it. Cares we got to keep up with it. Nobody knows more about these things. He goes into yeah. depth. I mean, a lot of people deal with it on surface, and they have to because there's so much to deal so with. So much, yeah. He spends the time to go into depth. Yep, he's a good person. You learn from him. So, happy New Year. Happy New Year, my friend. God bless America. We live in the greatest country. Let's save our country. It is changing. But thank you, audience. You great. Very intellectual, challenging us all the time. Keep those calls in, in fan mail coming in. We read them. Thank we you. We love you. Have a great week. God bless America.